Hey there. I forgot to do this during the actual show, so I just wanted to put the little plug up at the front that you should follow the show on Twitter at when a guy has. Um, there you can find donation links for the Kofi or my surgery GoFundMe. Um, you can also find links to our the um, where you can send voice messages for the listener mail episode. Um, you can also DM the show account on Twitter or email us uh, when a guy has at gmail.com. Those are all options for getting listener mail to us if you would like to participate in that. And yeah, I think that's about it. We can go on to the episode now. This one's a great one. Hello, welcome to yet another episode of When a Guy Has a Really Fucked Gender. As always, I'm your host, Jolene, and I have here um, with me, for the second time, two guests at once. I have both Serge and Remy. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Hi, this is Serge. This is Remy. Yeah, and um, I'm really excited about this episode. Serge um, was the one who messaged me and had, um, I don't know, like, like, yeah, a lot of things going on that thought that that made me think that um, it would be interesting to talk to both him and uh, his partner. So I don't know. Do you want to kind of, I guess, like, I mean, either one or both of you can sort of sum up what, why you're here or yeah. you want to sum yeah, up your genders or... So I, I found your podcast by complete chance. It was like, you know, when Twitter's like, you might like this, it just kind of appeared on my feed. So I uh, took a look at it. I uh, I saw your, um, your casting call thread, and I was like, well, none of those are really me exactly. But uh, I did see that you had an interest in uh, trans masculine and trans men who, like, identify as, like, Fujoshi in some way. And... Um, oh, yeah. That's not necessarily me. That's more Remy. Like you have all the hot takes on the Fujoshi discourse, but in my case, um, you had an episode prior where you talked about uh, PCOS, and that's definitely something relevant to me. Um, I've kind of always had, um, I don't want to call it struggle. That's that's too dramatic, but like PCOS definitely had a large impact on my uh, my gender journey as a trans man. Um, so yeah, I thought maybe we'd be relevant to the category of fucked gender. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly really um, excited and glad that you uh, reached out about that because the PCOS thread was kind of something that um, listeners might remember. It was brought up like very kind of shortly in my episode with Mir um, yeah. on intersex topics, and um, then kind of you know we, we we only talked about it very briefly because neither myself nor Mir has PCOS but um yeah it, it's something I'm you know sort of thrilled to talk about some more and it's it's a thing yeah I've, yeah I've seen people in various places on the internet talk about and I'm glad to kind of capture some of those conversations um on the pod and Remy you are our sort of uh, Fujoshi too to trans man <laughs> Fujoshi guy <laughs> Fujoshi guy yeah so so uh Serge came to me like a couple weeks ago and was like, Hey, there's this podcast and this is the this topic came up. So do you do you wanna do it? And I was like, Absolutely. Because 
I feel very spicy about this all the time. Just yeah. the, the the current culture surrounding that <laughs> that as a thing has me with very spicy opinions and with a long, I guess you would say a long history um of just I suppose you'd call it Fujoshi culture as a, you yeah. know, a, a, a millennial that experienced being an anime fan in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and, and being like, you know, a teen girl <laughs> in the early 2000s, getting an anime and then like, you know, finding shipping and getting into Yaoi at the time now going by, you know, BL as a more accurate term, but uh, at the time, Yali and Boys Love and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, it, 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 taking on the title of, of Fujoshi then felt kind of, it, it was, it was very literal. Like, yes, I, I don't know the actual literal definition. I just know it means I like Yali. Cool. Then getting older and kind of withdrawing from it a little bit and being like, oh, that's kind of cringy and embarrassing. Uh, and then continuing to age and be like, no, actually, that slaps. <laughs> and I love it. So, <laughs> And like in my case, um, I, I never like I never identified with the word Fujoshi only because I, I didn't know that was a word until like after you introduced me to it, because <laughs> um, Remy was the anime guy growing up. I was not like. I was adjacent to the anime kids. Like I had friends who were like total weeaboos and shit, but I didn't really, and I still don't really um, like watch anime, read too much manga. There's a few here and there, but it's like, you know, Dragon Ball Z. It's like mainstream crap. So I wasn't big into like Yaoi, but I was, or like BL or whatever you want to call it, but I was like into fan fiction, fan art for things that were not, Japanese media so it was like I I was like Fujoshi but not like not Fujoshi because it wasn't Japanese crap you know right so but what but was it I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sort of curious was that specifically like M slash M or were you just generically sort of yeah like- for me it was always M slash M stuff that I was primarily interested in yeah and like it's a, a total like you know it's, it's a, pretty much the exact same thing where it's I'm not going to call it being a Fujoshi but being an enjoyer, a an assigned female at birth enjoyer of, you know, M slash M depictions in media and fan fiction. Like it's the exact same thing. So that's why we sort of like, you know, we we see eye to eye on this. Yeah. No, exactly. And I mean, I guess I, you're probably the guest that I've had that I've like known on a personal level on the least. So maybe it's pertinent for me to disclose my own history right um which is that i've sort of like over the past couple years been kind of i guess like renegotiating my um relationship to sort of like um media depictions of male homosexuality or something Mm -hmm. like that um as i've transitioned right because i you know spent a period of growing up thinking of myself as like a bisexual boy Mm-hmm. to a bisexual man eventually and then sort of had the like oh wait crap i'm a woman and then it's mm-hmm. like what is it's like what how do those investments sort of persist into my womanhood mm-hmm. um and it's been um it's been interesting it's been interesting to figure that sort of out um mir actually the guest that i, I had that pcos conversation with 
Um, we didn't meet in it, but one of the places where we grew close was a like um, boys love group chat. So this is this is pulling together like a lot of threads from a lot of places. Um, yeah, at least in my experience. Um, and I guess where do you where do we want to start with this? Do we want to start with like the like? I guess I mean I sort of try to get like a sort of general sense of people's gender journeys or whatnot with mm. their lives. Um, and so if you kind of just want to go like one after the other, maybe get yeah. Like, we've got kind of like we've got a lot going on in this discussion that doesn't really have a super lot to do with each other, but also does. There's like the PCOS yeah. thing and then there's the Fujoshi thing. So yeah, I'll, I guess I'll let you kind of dictate where you want that uh, discussion, yeah. like how you want it to play out. Well, let's start with like, I guess I'm, I'm curious about, maybe we can just kind of like take the, the kind of common factor at least in, which is your life. Um, I guess both of your lives, but yeah. um, I guess the PCOS is going to be, more pertinent in Serge's life, um, mm-hmm. insofar as you have a relationship with Remy, um, and you two, you two are dating. We're what? You're dating, correct? Or are you? Yeah. Married? Well, we're we've been together for over a decade now, so we're we're technically engaged. Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> Congratulations. That's yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like, tell me a little bit about, like, I guess, like, how how old are both of you? What have your life? journey's kind of been like what's 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 going on so i'm 28 um remy you just turned 30 recently (laughs) he's like yeah um but we um we met tat was i out no i was i out as trans when we met or was that after we met you had just i had like just come out as trans yeah so i realized i was trans as like a you know, I was like 16, 17. Um, and uh, then I met Remy and we we got to know each other. And y- you weren't out as trans at the time. Were you even like considering yourself questioning your gender at that point in your life? When we first met, not really. Um, it, it was one of those things where I hadn't been I hadn't been around enough people to even think of it as a thing until I met Serge and then because of that situation it was kind of, it was one of those uh that that thing where you have a group of friends and then one person is like I'm queer and then it kind of everyone else is like oh yeah me <laughs> oh, too me too me too yeah <laughs> so I went in on on a kind of a journey where i went as non-binary for a while and then i hit a point where i was like that doesn't feel like enough (laughs) and then um when was it maybe 2016 i think did you start t in 2016 yes yes like mid mid 2016 mid late 2016 but a little prior to that, I was like, yeah, he, they works for me. And then uh, after being on T for like a year or two, I was like, yeah, I'm just a man. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then in my case, I, I realized I was trans um, just kind of through like various exposures to the idea of like what a trans man was um, as a teenager. I think I was like 16 ish. Uh, knew each other online um we we met on we met on tumblr 
and we here's the Fujoshi thing. We like kind of formed our friendship and our relationship kind of came about through our shared interest in like writing horny little stories about male characters. <laughs> um, so that's how we like bonded. And then um, I, I had not medically transitioned or like really started transitioning like in the sense of, you know, taking any steps to change my appearance or my name. I just was IDing as trans. Um, that sort of um, put me in a really bad spot with my family. So I actually ended up running away from home to go um, share housing with Remy um, in a different state. And we lived together for a few years. And then there were some weird circumstances that were unrelated that like caused us to have to go long distance again. Um, and at that point, I still I was still going by he him. Um, but I still like had hesitation about taking steps to actually medically transition or like you know go any further in the process um so we went long distance i went back to live with my family and like in the time between me running away from home and living with remy in a different state i uh did a lot to like fix the relationship with my family but it was like we're gonna fix it by just kind of not talking about it so I, I became super close with my mom again, and I, I still am. Um, but I was living like on my parents' property in close proximity to her. So I was like, I'm just going to go back into the closet, basically. Um, I'm just going to go by she, her again, try my hardest to, you know, be happy being a girl. Um, and over the course of a few years, I was like, you know, this fucking sucks. So I tried the he, they thing. And this was like, while you already were like, I'm going to transition. So, <laughs> so you were transitioning while I was like back in the closet. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, I was like, this sucks. I'm going to try. He, he they no different, different hats and nothing was like feeling right. So I was like, you know what? No, I, I can't like pretend I'm not a trans dude anymore. So I was like, I'm going to go by him. Then, um, Remy and I moved out. We moved back in together, which is where we still are currently. Um, I started medically transitioning in 2019. Um, still going by he, him. Still on T. Feels right. Feels good. So it was a sort of long and messy process for me in and out of the closet. Um, but yeah, we're here now. We're happy. We're good. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's such a... That's such a... That's such confusing. A no, but there's like so many great points that I, I want to get into. I guess, um, I don't know, this is kind of silly, but I feel like it's a, a, a thing that I want to ask because otherwise I'll forget it. What were the characters that you were writing like horny little stories about? Oh God, it's so embarrassing. It's it's no. so cringy. It, it was, okay, so it, <laughs> I don't even want to say it, you say it. So, <laughs> so okay, around this time, uh, this was late 2000s, early, early 10s. Um, you remember when? <laughs> do you remember when Tron Legacy came out, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so so it, it wasn't the characters from Tron. Was the thing. <laughs> it was so Tron Legacy came out, and then there was that um, because Daft Punk did the soundtrack. There was that whole like 2010s EDM boom, right? So we were shipping like EDM producers that had like characters that represented their like persona. So like Daft Punk uh dead mouse was in there kavinsky was in there like that kind of shit <laughs> oh my goodness that's so that's so interesting <laughs> oh my goodness 
And then it was also just like any other like mutual interests we had, like other like media franchises. It was everything, whatever, whatever thing. And we still do this. Whatever thing we get into, we're like, how can we make this gay? <laughs> right. And well, like, I, I guess I'm sort of, so you had, so Surge had just sort of came out as a trans man when you met, right? Yes. yes. Remy, 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 how are you sort of identifying or how are you thinking about yourself? Um, so when we met, uh, I was still identifying as a woman. Um, and, and like I said, it, exposure to other people who were, uh, either already in the, like, uh, started their transition or were experiencing, ex uh, exploring gender was when, <laughs> what happened with me, I was like, Oh, that's an option? Because <laughs> for years, I, especially as I look back as an adult, I remember moments of my childhood and through my teen years where I was really mad about not being a boy. Like, really mad about it. And, <laughs> and not in the kind of way where, uh, I, I guess, in the sense of a specific brand of feminism, you're mad because, you know, the mistreatment of women... And, and wanting the opportunities that men have, I was just like, I just want a dick. <laughs> that was it. I, I didn't care about all of the extra. I was just like, I wish I was a man. And then I w if I started dating someone, I'd be a man with a girlfriend or a man with a boyfriend. I want to be a man in that sense. And that would come up a lot as I was uh, when I was a kid. But I was just kind of like, that's life. This is the way the dice was rolled, and right. now I'll really live it. That's like what it means to be trans, right? That it's like you, you. At least I remember, like I thought about it as like, if, like oh, like if you're trans, you just like know it, like you know, mm -hmm. you figure it out, like, and it, it's not like a thing that you want, like it's just there. But then it's like, no, obviously, like it's like a thing that you want. like, obviously, mm -hmm. it's like a thing that you. Have. You don't just like preternaturally yeah. get like the trans identification. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've never, at least in my case, like I've never identified with the narrative that a lot of people experience, where it's like from birth I knew I was born in the wrong body. I knew I wanted to be a boy or whatever. Like, and that actually was a thing that I think because of my PCOS experience, I think that's why I experienced that. I was like. I don't know, like, what I am, really. Honestly, like, up until I was, um, honestly, up until I figured out that I ID'd as a trans man, I don't think I really identified with gender at all, but I wasn't, this was, you know, before it was commonplace for people to know what, you know, like, the word non-binary or anything meant, like, those words didn't exist in my vocabulary at the time, but, like, if I were to put, um, like, the vocabulary I have now, if I were to put that onto myself as a kid, I probably would have been like, yeah, I'm, like, agender or something like that. I had no real tangible grasp on what I was, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. What, what about, like, sexuality, I guess? I'm curious, like, same thing with sexuality for me. Um, like, it, it was so weird. It's it's like so hard to express it in in words. It's just kind of a nebulous thing. But 
Um, I I obviously like experienced um, like sexual feelings and like the you know the human desire to fucking bust the nut. I experienced that obviously, um, but I I I did not um, and kind of like could not conceptualize myself as a person experiencing sexuality like with a partner like I, I could not um and not out of like not could not in the sense that it was like disgust or i was avoid uh, uh, avoiding thinking about it i just like my brain did not consider that i could be a person that could experience sexuality with a partner or with another person but like i would like look at porn obviously but i would never like you know insert myself in any fantasies i i didn't think about that until um until like after i uh honestly until after i started t that's what that's when that started for me okay okay <clears throat> okay that's interesting and, and like how did you what, and so like this was but so you're sort of feeling that same way like at the time as you said like writing these like, reporting like, mm -hmm. story EDM producers um <laughs> So, so is, is that sort of, I don't, I don't know, like, how sort of, like, reflective or critical self you were at the time. Like, did you think about, like, this being, like, a way to sort of, like, manage, the, like, uh, sort of, like... A way to what? Like, what, what was that sort of, like, consciously, like... No, yeah, that's why it's so hard to, like, put into words is because it wasn't, like, a conscious thing. I just, like, didn't think about it. And, like, right. the idea of thinking about it didn't even occur to me. Right. You're just kind of like, this is what I do. Yeah, I was like, this is just me. I'm just kind of floating along. I'm, I'm, I'm a person, but I'm a person that's, like... It was like I was a person that was, like, missing parts of being a person. <laughs> right. Okay. That's interesting. Um, that was Serge I was just talking about, right? Yeah, that, that was me. Remy, what about you? Um, so it's it's <laughs> uh, the exploration of sexuality for me was really really interesting because it was instead of being being like I have I have kind of woken up to sexuality, uh, what what it was for me in my. <laughs> the joke being in my mid late teens i just declared to myself i'm bisexual and just decided that's what it was and it, what's kind of funny about that is it was during the time where there was the wave of quote unquote wave of teens and young adults that we're following the trend of being bisexual, quote unquote, which is very reflective of the current trend of people assuming that anyone young who is trans is just following a trend. Yeah, same thing. Uh, and for me, it wasn't even really following a trend. I was just like, this seems right because I, I didn't have the words for it until really relatively recently. Um, at the time... I didn't feel comfortable fully being attracted to men as a woman, but I, it was like undeniable 
that I was really attracted <laughs> to men. I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom uh, being involved in a sexual relationship that would feel comfortable to me. And then I experienced enough of an attraction to women that I was just kind of like, well, I'm bisexual with a preference for women because it felt safer, I guess. But then at the same time, I still didn't feel fully comfortable even engaging in a sexual relationship with women. And like, of the few times I had at the end, I was like, I don't really like this. But not in the sense that I was like, it's just not for me. I was like, I just feel uncomfortable and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I basically, after that point in my early 20s, I was like, well, I guess I'm just ace. But I, you know, there are people I find attractive, but I don't really want to be involved with them sexually. And then once I firmly decided like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is where my gender lies. I'm going to medically transition. Uh, it, I experienced uh, the more comfortable I got with my body over the course of transitioning and basically the more teen boy brain that I got, I actually had the, the, the moments of, oh, this is what my sexuality actually mm -hmm. is. This is what it actually is when I feel comfortable in the body that I'm mm -hmm. in. And I was like, oh, I just really like men a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And when I think about myself when I was a teenager in my early 20s, I always had, like, voraciously so, to the point of being flustered around men at any point that I thought were really attractive, like, sweaty, stressed, and flustered. When I realized, like, oh, I am a man that likes men a real whole lot, and it felt a lot more comfortable, and I also got slightly less flustered. Still do mm -hmm. get incredibly flustered around <laughs> guys, but <laughs> I, I know what I'm dealing with, so it, it's easier to kind of enter a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I think it, it does bear mentioning, too, that, like, we've been together for so long, but we didn't have sex until... I was like, what, 20, 20, 23, 22, 20, maybe even older. 2017? Yeah, I, I don't know time. I don't know how old I was. <laughs> was it 2017 or was it 2016? No. <laughs> but yeah, like we... Um, that, would be, that would be after Remy started tea, right? Yes, it was It was after Remy started tea, before I started tea. Um, but uh, yeah, like we didn't have sex until that point in our relationship um and then at that point we were, we were still long distance too so it was few and far between and i was kind of like not always 100 percent in it but once i started t it's like oh we're you know very regular healthy sexual relationship <laughs> is what i'll say i still love to hear that <laughs> okay okay cool um I guess what let, let let's talk about because I think that you I think you mentioned this in one of your messages to me, um, mm -hmm. Serge, and we were sort of talking, and I, I think I get the sense because you um, came out as a trans man. It sounds like about twelve years ago now. Yeah, right? a long time ago. Yeah, then you didn't really start um, testosterone until um, like three years ago. Yeah, twenty nineteen. 
So you, and I, I, I think in some of our messages, you said something about the PCOS was kind of a compound con. It doesn't sound like it's the only sort of factor um, in mm. sort of like why it took you that long to sort yeah. of like make that decision. But I think I recall in our, in our messages, you mentioned something about that. And I guess I want to talk about that a little bit. I guess maybe we should like for the sake of the audience so they don't have to go like Google it. Um, like what exactly is PCOS? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, your experience of it. So PCOS, it's um, it's an abbreviation of polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it is. So you, you don't necessarily need to have cysts on your ovaries. It's called that because the ovarian cysts are a symptom that goes along with it. Um, I don't have the ovarian cysts. I have the other symptoms, which are um, there. There's a word for it, but basically you experience the development of and not everyone not everyone has all the same symptoms it's, it's one of those things where it's there's not a whole lot of um information or research out there um but i experienced the um what is the word like not not masculinization but i experienced the development of body hair um a beard a mustache um my fat distribution sort of took on like a male um sort of pattern more than like a feminine body shape um uh but yeah it, it, it's sort of like masculinized my body um i also didn't experience um periods regularly my first few periods were like really bad um very painful very heavy bleeding they would last a super long time but then after after a couple years they just kind of tapered off and stopped or i would have one like once a year and it would still be super bad um but yeah it's it's one of those conditions where there's a whole bunch of symptoms that you can experience but my um like the version i got was no periods um no ovarian cysts um and the masculinization of my body and um weight gain that i, I struggle with um but yeah, that's that's what PCOS does to your body. And when when were you diagnosed with PCOS? I actually was not officially diagnosed until 2018, I think. Um 20 oh. or no, it might have been 2017. So I as a kid though, my my um my mom obviously was aware that I was not developing quote unquote normally for like a 12 year old girl. So she took me to um my doctor and they checked me just for the cysts. Like they gave me an ultrasound and they were like, you don't have it, but there was no other testing done. Um, and there was no consideration of my other symptoms. Um, so they're like, you don't have it, lose some weight, whatever. You're fine. Um, nothing changed. I continued to experience the same symptoms. And then in 20, 17 16 ish when i was sort of going through my i'm going back in the closet i'm gonna try to be a woman gender crisis i was like let me go to the gynecologist and um you can you can take birth control and you can also take um a medication a typical treatment for pcos um but that's the treatment they give you if you're like, I'm a cis woman that wants to live a life as a quote-unquote normal cis woman. So they gave me birth control. Um, 
diagnosed me with PCOS because, you know, fucking obviously I had it. Um, I was on the birth control. I, I didn't really use the metformin because it made me super nauseous all the time. So I didn't bother with that. But I, I used the birth control. It um, It triggered a period that lasted like i was menstruating continuously for almost a year like i did not stop bleeding um yeah and sorry and i it, yeah they were like it'll even out just just keep taking it like i was like okay so i i eventually stopped um and that that actually was the tipping point for me i was like you know what fuck this shit i'm gonna i'm gonna transition this sucks fuck the birth control um so yeah i stopped taking that um and yeah that experience like my hormones fluctuating i was like i do not like this whole like woman experience <laughs> i'm not doing this i need to like move to because at the time I was in Idaho, where it was not like accessible to transition there, so I was like, "I'm going to move to Seattle. I can transition a lot easier there." Um, and that's what actually brought us here. Um, it was mostly motivated by uh, me wanting to transition. Okay, you you guys are still in Seattle. Yeah, we're still in Seattle. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Wow, that's that's so. <laughs> That's so interesting. And so, yeah. but I, I, I guess, how, how is this sort of, I, I guess I'm curious how this is, that, does this sort of like factor into how you're thinking about your identity as a trans man? Does it? Yeah. How does it factor into how you're sort of like thinking? So I started developing facial hair when I was um, like 11 or 12, um, around the same time my period started. Um, and I, I also was growing, um, like back hair. I'm, I'm very hairy. My, all the men in my family are super hairy. So I took after their hair pattern, um, back hair, chest hair, um, stomach hair, all of it. And like, I, I kept it a secret from my parents. I remember, um, because my they they wouldn't have seen the body hair, but my facial hair, I was just shaving it every day, um, and I kept it a secret. Um, and I forget how it came out to my my mom that I had the facial hair, um, but she was like, "Wait a minute, what? Like you shouldn't be shaving your face." And I was like, "Yeah, I shave my face like every day." <laughs> and like I guess like as a kid, I wasn't fully aware of like how abnormal that was. Um, but she was like, you shouldn't be shaving your face every day. And I was like, well, I do. I have a beard. I don't know. And she, in instead of, um, instead of being like supportive or doing anything to like figure out what was going on there, my mom uh, at the time was kind of the per the type of person to just be like, okay, we're just not going to talk about that. That's abnormal. That's not right. That's gross. Um, that kind of thing. So it was sort of pounded into my head that, all of the masculine features that my body was developing. Um, it was pounded into my head that, that, that those were like gross. They were weird. I shouldn't talk about that. Um, that kind of shit. So um, internally though, I like, I was thinking, okay, these are gross things that I shouldn't, I, I sh basically I shouldn't be enjoying this, but like, I was kind of enjoying like having the beard and everything, but at the same time, I was terrified of letting people know that I had the beard. So I would shave every morning before school, you know, all that. I would like meticulously groom myself. 
Um, so yeah, that just kind of like fucked with my whole perception of my gender because I was like, it, it, you know, it felt it felt like illegal yeah. to be enjoying the, yeah. the features that I had. <clears throat> yeah, I, I get that a lot. It was definitely. Yeah, like I, as a as a child, I was always very self conscious of my own sort of like enjoyment of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, like like I I had a twin sister, right? And so like we would always just like play together, right? It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, but like when we would like play with her Barbies, I'd be like, I'm enjoying this way too much. Um, mm-hmm, and that's like a smaller, a scale down version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of. I there were times too as a kid where like, um. I have a very distinct memory of uh, I was going to I was like 12 ish at the time. I was going to this like uh, summer like art camp for kids. And there was this other boy there who um, was a couple years younger than me. Um, and I was sitting next to him and he said, um, he said, are you a boy or a girl? And I, that was like one of my very first instances of being like, uh. A girl, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I'm supposed to say girl, so I guess I'll say that. And then I secretly was like, that felt kind of cool. Um, even earlier than that, I had an experience going to the, um, I went to the school nurse once in like second grade. Um, and I had recently gotten a haircut where my hair was super short and the nurse called me sir. Cause she thought I was a little boy and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I like that, but I'm, I'm never going to talk about that with anybody, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely get that. Oh my goodness. So, 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 so then, like, how how does how does you coming to actually sort of like think of yourself as a trans man? How does that happen? Um, it was a combination of things. So th- this actually does relate to the Fujoshi topic. Actually, <laughs> I can I can relate this. Um, so it was friends. <laughs> it came full circle. So it was um friends I knew that were IDing as transmasculine. There were some of those, and then there was um I saw by like chance I saw the documentary about Chaz Bono um on TV um and I I remember seeing the documentary about Buck Angel too um so I experienced that. But then also my very first experience with um this is a wild story. My very first experience with the concept of like a gay trans man, right? So right. It, it was fan fiction for <laughs> when I was um when I was a a kid. I um I was super into the fandom for like um like. 70s and 80s like rock musicians that was like my very first fandom and to this day i I still have that that soft uh, place in my heart for it but um there was this and i god i wish i could find this again it's it's lost to time but there was a fanfic community for people who wrote guns and roses fan fiction and I, i like wasn't like into that really but i stumbled across it i think it was on live journal but there was this fiction that someone wrote and if the if the author of this fic is out there listening to this please get in touch because holy shit you like change my my brain on a molecular level but there was this story someone wrote where axel rose who is the singer of guns and roses he like had a vagina <laughs> oh my goodness it was 
he like I don't know it was you know fan fiction. He had a he had a pussy and he had sex with one of the other dudes in the band. Might have been Slash, might have been Duff. I don't know, but like obviously this was like the early 2000s so the author did not refer to him as a gay trans man because that did not exist in the author was and i didn't think about it in that way until like years later but yeah my first exposure to the concept of a gay trans man was fucking guns and roses fan fiction from like 2004 so it was just sort of a uh, a bunch of compounding factors that kind of put that idea in my brain and i don't i don't remember like exactly like i don't think i had like an aha moment where i was like oh yeah that's how i identify it was just kind of like a slow gradual like i'm gonna try this and see how it feels and then i realized that feels good that it was there was no like yes this is me that's how i identify there was no like switch flipping or like clicking moment for me okay yeah i understand that Oh my goodness, that's that's so interesting, though. Oh my god! No, this is like a this is a real thing. I think I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is the sort of like way that those sorts of like slash and like fandom and like it extends to boys' love too, right? And like all these sorts of like I don't know all these like sorts of like kind of like it feels weird to call them juvenile because they're often like right like quite like mature in content in terms of like content at least like you know if you put them in front of like a ratings board they would get like an r yeah 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 but like, i see like, what you're saying they're, yeah they're like they're like sort of like primarily like written and consumed by like very young people yeah there, there's a playfulness to it too like yeah. It's the so Remy, you have much more like well formed thoughts on this than I do, but like what I'm getting at is the the sort of playful safety net of using fan fiction or art or whatever you know yeah. fiction to explore and play with concepts of gender and sexuality. Yeah, that's the that's the big appeal of like mm -hmm. queer fan works to me is that that's what yeah. always appealed yeah. about it. Even if I wasn't aware that that's what the appeal was like, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. it's I, I said it once in a way that I liked, which is that it like lets you see like all of the possibilities of sex. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Remy, what, what are your thoughts? So, on on that uh, subject of you know the safety of it and the playfulness of it, uh, for me and how being a Fujoshi, I guess, uh, kind of impacted in little bits, kind of like uh, you know drops of water on my exploration of gender. When I first started kind of getting into boys' love and things like that part of what appealed to me is it changed my understanding of masculinity mm -hmm. and and men appearing in a way that would kind of would seem feminine but they were obviously still recognized and acknowledged as men mm -hmm. and that was never questioned so you know there's there's a kind of this impact uh, on me specifically has a few other factors where race kind of comes into it as well because masculinity and femininity within as a black person uh, within the black community is 
if you take a very generalized look at it, there is a lot of emphasis on them for a lot of reasons. And my understanding of masculinity at that time was, okay, men are like this, and this is what being a man is. And then being exposed to BL, I was like, oh, these men are... It is encouraged and okay for them to be softer, and that's all right. Now, this is not me saying <laughs> that that is not a thing at all in the Black community. There are plenty of, you know, soft feminine men, da 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 But in terms of immediate exposure and immediate culture and, like, you know, men that I knew at the time, very young, uh, you know, that's all I knew that was men. And... Right. So seeing that that was a thing and I had a, I was ve- it was very appealing to me. I got a little bit into VK because of that and uh Yeah, see that was the appeal of yeah. like, you know, long-haired uh rock musicians to me was they were much more like quote-unquote effeminate than mm-hmm. what you're told to associate with masculinity. They like yeah. that's our especially as like you know, an American. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's like our common thread. Like, you were into like Yowie Boys. I was into like long haired, beautiful rock musicians. Yeah, that's very similar, very similar. <laughs> so it was, it was that, that kind of safety and exposure to the expansion of what the definition of what a man could be. Mm-hmm. That I was like, oh, this is, I, okay. That's cool. I like that. That 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 I can I can dig it. <laughs> Get into that, and it, it you know avalanched into where I am today, where I wouldn't consider myself a incredibly masculine man, but the gate being opened by being exposed to BL allowed me to be like, oh, I am a man too but I don't have to fit into this very specific Mm -hmm. slot of masculinity Mm -hmm. and still be recognized as such. And that is a nice feeling to have and and nice to be Mm -hmm. exposed to. You can be a little effete. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever word you want to use there. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a topic that's come up actually in like the past like two episodes, I think. Yeah, the sort of like, I guess ways that um, gender nonconformity is like the sorts of like gender nonconformity that like are made available generally mm-hmm. to like young people and sort of like what kinds of role models they see. And it's interesting to hear, you know, I'm realizing now that maybe I should have realized this earlier because um, my guest two episodes ago, Frame, um, she was, ta- she talked a great deal about her sort of, um affection for like those you know long-haired rock and roll boys um right that that that, like it seems like that sort of like becomes and you know something about them something about i mean i also you know like i i had that phase i was like oh you know for me it was it was like it was simultaneously i was you know attracted to them it it was the classic like do i want to fuck him or be him and it was both yeah No, that was, like, how I felt about Freddie Mercury. And then, like, when I was a teenager, I tried growing facial hair, and I was, like, fucking hate this um, for myself. But, um, David Bowie, or Freddie Mercury, I mean, they're just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
For um, me, it was like um, it was like Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin, like and like uh, he would wear like super tight women's pants and women's blouses and had like the beautiful long hair. And I was like, hey, this is he's onto something. This dude's onto something. <laughs> figured something. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but right. So so it's like interesting, like what sorts of because right, like that sort of like that kind of like sort of like gender bending or that sort of like gender nonconformity. It's like a thing that doesn't feel like right like like, like, it, like it's so kind of like exceptional i think that mm-hmm. like as a child you're kind of like well i can or if i want to have that it has to be sort of like very kind of like demarcated and it has to be kind of like at least like i mean like this is how i thought of it. Like, yeah like i, I, I definitely I've been, trying, I've, I've been trying to make sense of this over the past couple episodes right um i guess the sort of like right like question of like how yeah like what why why even though i sort of like right like identify like as this like you know kind of said like as like a bisexual man when i was young it didn't really like sort of like i don't know like there's like a sense in which like being a man didn't really feel um and being like the kind of man would have made sense didn't really feel like an option um, yeah yeah like, I, don't, I don't read my own transition as like a foregone conclusion i mean like i guess i view it as being concluded insofar as like the amount of life that i lived in the way that like events shook out i'm like definitely a woman and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. don't have a good understanding of how it happened but it happened um and For me, it was like like i I like would sort of style myself after like those rock guys that I idolized, but yeah, it was always that like it didn't feel like enough for me to just be a girl who dressed like that. I was like, no, I. And at the time, I wasn't thinking this was the thing. Like, I I wasn't consciously aware that this was the thought process happening. I'm able to look back retroactively and be like, oh, that's why that didn't feel right. It was like I. You know, I, I could grow my hair out. I could wear the the fashion and everything, but I would still be a girl, sort of like in a costume of the guy that I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of like, yeah, it's 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 strange. It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's a it's a weird place to think about yourself as, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you're sort of like, I don't know. It feel it feels kind of unstable when you're like that. When you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, what what does this mean for like me existing in a social world? What does this mean for the relationships that I'm forming with other people? How are they yeah, going? That to was like when I say I I like didn't when I say I like didn't like think or even like know how to think of myself as like a a being like in the world like i think that's what it was like it was just all these different factors that were contributing to me having absolutely no grasp on like who or what the hell i was as a person existing in the real world right that like that also just kind of made it extra hard to um like, I think that was another, like, thing that just kind of went into the pot of the stew of things that, like, made me delay transitioning for so long. Because I was like, I don't know. I, I fully just don't know who or what I am. Like, how do I know this is what I want if I don't even know, like, if I don't even know what I want, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, it's... <laughs> right? It's really hard. It's really, really hard to, like... It's not even, like, right? Like, it's, you know, it's 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 already insane enough that when you're, like, you know, sort of, like, 17, 18, you're, like, thinking, like, what do I want to do for, like... Yeah, you know, yeah there's, like, there's so many things already that, like, you know, non-trans teenagers experience where it's, like, who do you want to be for the rest of your life? Decide right now. So you add, like, gender identity confusion on top of that. It's just a fucking disaster. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It's, like... It, 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 I don't know. I, I found at least it was, it, it cultivates, and at least it cultivated in me a certain sort of reflectfulness that I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, and it lets me think about these things, and it's brought me into contact with a lot of great people. So, yeah, I, I absolutely would not ever go back and like change the experience that I had because, like, even this is cheesy shit, but even if it was like, you know, I don't know, long story short, I, I wouldn't have known met remy i wouldn't have met remy if i had not gone through the exact like specific cocktail of events in my life that led us like to cross paths together and like you probably wouldn't have either so yeah. i'm i'm very glad i had the traumatic experience of being a trans teenager i guess <laughs> yeah oh my goodness <laughs> it's fucking hard it's fucking it's fucking hard. It's it's mm-hmm. rough. Mm-hmm. Then you, but you 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 come out the mm-hmm. other end, right? It's sort of I don't know. Like you survive it. People survive yeah, it. Like, it's, it's, we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit could always be worse. So we're all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hmm. I'm trying to review all the questions I've asked of you guys so far, and and dig towards towards new ones because i feel like there's just so much to sort of like i don't know i guess like sort of like you you get you guys kind of at some point like like sort of settled into like the thing that sort of like works for you which is being like two gay trans guys yeah yeah and like i don't know like do both of you consider yourselves gay or like yeah we we both i well like i don't know like i say gay i guess technically bi but like my my attraction to women is like so few and far between that it's like i i'm like 99 percent you know attracted to other men yep yeah it's one of those things where it's like maybe but like it's not for for you know sort of like practical purposes yeah (laughs) might as well you know sort of virtually whatever yeah and that and you sort of settle into that um and that's been for like what, like four, five, six years. Um, like as 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 far as like how long I've been identifying as a gay man, I would say that only started yeah, like after I after I started transitioning. Mm-hmm. Like once I started medically transitioning, I that was when I became comfortable in my identity as like a man. Like up until that point, I was like, I'm gonna start T, but. I was kind of wishy-washy, like, I don't know if, you know, if I'm going to continue to, you know, want to identify as a man. Um, but after starting T and experiencing all the changes that came along with it, I was like, oh, yeah, this fucking slaps. <laughs> so, like, that was when I, I felt comfortable identifying as a gay man. Remy, I feel like it, it goes back farther for you, though. Uh, in what sense? Like, how long you felt comfortable identifying as a gay man. Uh, but you've also been transitioning longer than me, so that's probably why I feel like that. <laughs> really, it only came about. <laughs> ooh, it, it only came about after I had 
started because like i said i was like oh i'm bi and that's kind of where i'm settling and then once i started medically transitioning i was like mm, that doesn't work quite right for me especially as i became you know teenage boy brained i voraciously was attracted to men yeah. in a way that i had never really ever felt before mm-hmm. and it like kind of spun the concept of women like out of my mind <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is. Who cares? There's men. There's men out there. And I need to see them all. So at that point, um, which I'd say was maybe like six months after I had been on tea, I very firmly in that moment was like, yeah, I'm a gay man. (laughs) And that's just, that's where I am right now. And I've been ever since. Yeah. (laughs) You, you, I will say you like fluctuate more between like, you know, like bisexuality and being gay like more than i do yeah like i've i've kind of consistently been more like no just men for me thank you yeah but you like you you pretty often are like ooh girls yeah like at least these days like, yeah these days earlier in your transition you were definitely like just d- d- dick brain all the time <laughs> <laughs> just men 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 but recently you do i, I i'd say you probably experience attraction to women more often than i do for sure yeah but you're still yeah cool what um um sir i had more questions about i thought of more questions about okay i don't know when you when you sort of were began began to sort of like seek testosterone i guess one maybe like i have a question like how has testosterone affected your like pcos symptoms or yeah so when i you were talking about well like the 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 period stuff is yeah so um when i started tea i was only having a period maybe like um and this is not counting the birth control experience like that was a freak accident (laughs) but um like if I hadn't taken the birth control and that hadn't triggered like that year long menstruation period for me, like normally I would only have had a period like once a year, maybe. Um, but it would last for a long time. And when I started tea, my periods, they stopped pretty much immediately. I did have a, like a, a length of time in the first, um, like year or so where sometimes I would have like spotting, but I, I didn't have a period again and I haven't had one since. Um, but then as far as like the um like the secondary sex characteristics like the hair and all that um like when i started tea i had already um begun to grow out my beard a little bit so i kind of had like a head start there and i so we we live in a house with um it's like all other trans men in our house we we share a house um so like everyone in the group has like you know been on tea or started tea after you know moving to seattle with us and uh they were all like, man, fuck you. Because like, I started tea and I just, it was like an explosion of body hair. I, I went like full gorilla mode. <laughs> I, I think I'm hairier now than like my dad is, <laughs> which is wild. Um, and then my, my bottom growth. Um, so I actually, I was just talking to you about this mm-hmm. yesterday where, so when I got checked um, by the gynecologist to see if I had PCOS in 2016, 17, whatever that was. Um, they check your hormones, um, cause they check to see if you're producing like quote unquote too much testosterone. Um, and what's weird is, um, when I got that blood test, they told me my, my testosterone levels were 
normal for like a cis woman. Um, and I was like, how does that make sense? Because, you know, I have all the body hair and all that. Um, and, uh, I've also kind of, I, I'm not going to say it's like anything like excessive to the point where it's like, I was like, whoa, that's weird. But like my clit definitely was always like slightly bigger than like I would see other women have. Um, so I was like, how does that make sense that my, my testosterone is like completely normal? But I, so I've got a, a theory that um, when I, I don't know if this, is you know medically accurate or makes any sense whatsoever i could just be bullshitting here but my theory is that um when i was around like 12 when my periods like first started when puberty kicked off i think my body may have been producing more testosterone than it should have been then um and then over the years as my periods tapered off i think my maybe my hormones like sort of settled into a more like normal level i, I like maybe i don't know um but yeah, like when I started T, my bottom growth went like super fast, um, like a lot of size <laughs> very quickly. Um, it's not like gargantuan, but it, I definitely like in pretty much all aspects of what people expect T to do, including the hair loss on my head, unfortunately, in pretty much all aspects, I had like a boost. And it was like as if I had when I started T by the time I had been on T for only a few months. I was at the point where most people they're at that point after being on T for a few years, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That I mean that that's sort of like right to my mind at least, like um maybe is a good opportunity for um I don't know, it's like a sort of it's a it's a it's a strange dynamic you see sometimes um among some trans people sort of like this like weird sort of like um envy of mm -hmm. conditions um mm -hmm. and i mean i guess i'm oh to, to maybe start this conversation I, do you consider yourself intersex i assume you do oh, from yeah that's like such a, a such a weird like yeah thing to think about i had never even thought about that until like super recently i saw like just i happened across some online discourse you know when discourse kind of like whizzes past you like a car going by it was like is pcos intersex and i was like damn is it i don't know like i've, I've never like i have absolutely no experience like with intersex as an identity because that never even like crossed my mind um right like my my PCOS for me, I I never like super looked into it, you know, growing up. So I, I didn't really know much about it. Like I didn't really know what it was. I didn't do much research on it. Um. So yeah, I, I never would have come across like the the discussion of whether or not it's intersex. Um. And like it's 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 weird because like it's like not my I I feel at least like maybe someone who you know, is in the intersex world would have, would think differently. But I feel like personally, because I've never been a part of that world, that's like not my place to like diagnose myself or categorize myself as intersex. But like, I absolutely have a super similar like experience as far as like, you know, my, my body not being the norm for what it is supposed to be, quote unquote, for my assigned gender having and like i i have no genital differences obviously but secondary sex characteristics a hundred fucking percent that like 
completely like altered like the course of my life kind of you know so i i absolutely have overlap as far as the experience but like considering myself intersex i, I it feels like I'm, I'm like not allowed to even like make that call like i'm gonna let people who actually are intersex decide that for me i guess like i'm not gonna go you know putting the intersex flag on my twitter profile and all that shit because it's it's like not my place at least as far as i'm concerned Right, I mean, it's, I don't know, like, like I sort of talked about with me or something, sort of question. It's it's a strange question, right? Because it's, like, because the, the, there is, right, like, this, like, sort of, like, impulse of, like, fear around, like, you know, like, yeah, like, sort of, like, stepping on toes or sort of, like, yeah. you know, like, claiming the wrong thing. But then it is also this, like, sort of dynamic of, like, what are the, like, you know, like, the, yeah, these, like, sort of, like, normative, um, or these, like, ideas we have of, like, what these... Like, what, what is intersex? Life, yeah, yeah. What, what an intersex life is, like, supposed to look like, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You know, and, like, like I, I, I will say... You find I, sort of... Or sorry, I'll... Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I will say, like, growing up, if I had had, like... If I had even, like, known, you know, what the intersex community was, if I had had, like, any kind of resource to find community with like other people who were experiencing something similar that would have helped a lot i think because the thing with the thing with pcos is like if you try to find any kind of support or community it is like overwhelmingly um geared towards cis women who are not happy with it who they want to have children so it's all like let's get you back to normal girl like that's that's what pcos support looks like um and for me, you know, that's, like, not comfortable. I don't want that. I've never wanted that. Even before I realized why I didn't want that, I didn't want that. It just didn't feel right. I was like, this isn't the kind of support I want. So maybe growing up, if I had had some kind of access to intersex people who had a much more, like, similar experience as far as, like, you know, I don't want to be a normal cis woman i'm fine being what i am i would just would like to find some community some community with other people who also are fine with what they are you know like maybe that would have helped maybe it wouldn't have but you know that's i don't know <laughs> it's in the past so i have no idea what would have happened there no right it's interesting it's like i don't know so i'm i have scheduled in like three weeks four weeks i don't know soon um <laughs> i'm getting bottom surgery mm, congratulations um, Thank you. Um, but I'm getting, um, because I have um, a variety of other sort of like issues that essentially accumulate into like a lot of chronic pain. Um, and I just sort of don't want to put up with dilation. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm opting for like a sort of like minimal depth procedure. Right? Yeah. And I was like kind of curious because I was like, I know that this is like a thing that like um, this woman, right? Like vaginal agenesis is like mm-hmm. a thing. Um, I guess, you know, cis women, then also, like, maybe just generally, like, people who are assigned female at birth, and I was, like, kind of interested in, like, I don't know, yeah, like, I tried to, like, look into that, and, like, it was a sort of similar experience, where, like, everything I found was, like, around this, like, sort of, like, yeah, like, sort of, like, a cis-normative, like, life. Um, and I was, like, oh, yeah, like, I guess that makes sense, because, like, the majority of these people are, but it's also, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, I found, like, I think I found, like, a sort of, like, guide for, like, um, it was, like, on one of the, and it was, like, on, like, the Intersex Society of North America's website or something, that was, like, it was, like, and I was, like, reading through, like, this was, like, it was, like, sort of, like, for, like, parent of a child. It was, like, 
you know, all these like different sections geared on like when you're like sort of like diagnosed it. And it's like, if the child is like, you know, like in that kind of like, I don't know, like this always seems like specious to me. this like sort of idea that like gender identity forms in a super stable way Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. around like, you know, like two, three, four years old. Um, Yeah. It was like, you need to be really clear that like, this does not have anything to do with her gender identity. And she is Mm -hmm. still, and I was like, and I was just kind of like, huh, I wonder, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But right, but it is this like sort of like, I mean, it's like sort of, you know, what is this kind of like, that there's like a sort of like, you know, the other consideration that I have in this sort of like question about like, um, you know, like sort of like what gets considered intersex and who gets considered intersex. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess like, what would it mean to like sort of like, politically and i guess like what do it mean like politically to like take like the converse identity in like a super strong sense right um and it's like i don't i don't really like know i mean i like i don't have like a sort sort of like super good way to like sort that out but it's like part of me is like you know does that sort of like in its own sense like reaffirm a worse or sort of like a more and like does that reaffirm like the things as they are in a way that we maybe don't want them to be. Um, and I don't really have the answer, but I mean, that's, to me, at least that seems like a potentially compelling uh, sort of like mm-hmm. way of kind of squir- squir- that sneaking around this or sort of dealing with this problem or this question. Um, like, yeah, like, like, Again, this is just me giving like my thoughts. Like I'm not going to speak for this community that I've I've never been a part of, right? But like yeah. my question is like for people who like really staunchly do not want things like PCOS to be considered intersex, like I want to know like what is the like what would the drawbacks be of considering that intersex, you know? Like why would that be a bad thing for like cuz like I don't know for all like for all intents and purposes like I I don't know I don't I don't see the um the right. negatives to considering like secondary sex characteristic differences I don't see the negatives to considering that under the intersex umbrella but again I'm not like in this community so I don't know the ins and outs of it so well, and, and the secondary sex characteristics right this is a thing that like I talked about with Mir those you know, have a lot more to do with your social life. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. potentially, I would say sort of have, they they have a lot to do with your social life in a way that sort of like genital difference doesn't, right? Yeah, like for me, yeah, like that was a huge thing was how visible the differences in my body were. Like that, like my beard, like even though I would shave it every morning, it would grow back so quickly that I would have to shave it again, like by like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, it was like super visible and I couldn't hide it. Like, and it, yeah, like it, I don't know, like it totally impacted my, my social life. It impacted my relationship with my family. It impacted like my confidence as far as like, you know, uh, interacting with my peers at school, like big impact on me. How did, how did, how did people, how did like other, how did like teachers and other students and like, I don't know. Yeah, like how did the people at school sort of respond? To you? I I I was just kind of bullied a lot for being like the weird quiet kid in school anyway, and like uh, part of that was because I was like 
a fat hairy girl <laughs> like that's not where you want to be in high school I, I was an overweight hairy girl that kind of like I was like stinkier than girls usually are at that age like because you know I, I was going through essentially this is boiling it down a lot but I was going through essentially like boy puberty as a right. teenage girl so that just put me at a, a big disadvantage <laughs> socially and then there was like because I was, you know, visibly, physically different, it affected my confidence, so I became super socially awkward, you know? Yeah. And I just, like, I, I didn't like to talk to people, I didn't want to be seen, I didn't want to be perceived. <laughs> I, like, in, um, in gym class, I just, like, accepted that I was flunking gym, because I, like, refused to change with the other girls, because I was, like, I'm too hairy i don't want them to see me and like there was a bathroom stall in the in the locker room and i could sometimes change in there but it usually would be taken so i was like okay i guess i'm not changing i'm failing gym like <laughs> the only reason i um graduated high school is because i went to online classes in my senior year um because otherwise like my like my self-confidence and like self-image were so bad that i just like gave up on school like i i was failing like everything um so yeah, the only reason I graduated was because I went to virtual school. I didn't have to be around other kids. Like it, it was that bad. Yeah. Teachers didn't really like the teachers didn't really like see me. I don't know. I didn't really talk to teachers that much. <laughs> they they kind of realized that I also like it was like I didn't care about school, so they stopped caring about me caring about school. Yeah. <clears throat> Huh. Yeah, okay, that's it. That's interesting. It's Hmm. Right, and you always wonder how much of that sort of like not noticing is a choice. At least I always did, right? Mm -hmm. Like because when you're living it it feels super it feels super like um It feels super like important to you, but then you're also like, is why aren't people around me like noticing? It's like, why is this so? Yeah, I also like I didn't really like want to be noticed because again, like my right. I mean, that's the other I, thing. I look like teachers are as likely to be another vector of violence as they would actually be. Like, I like developed like a. I developed like a, like a fear of uh, like being noticed. I guess because again, like I was just like so different <laughs> I, I didn't want people to know i don't want people to see not even adults i like it would have been nice to have had some help from the adults in my life but i also didn't want them to see me right it's 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 hard to find it's like rare that you run into like adults that are um willing and able to support you in that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jesus. and i don't like I don't like hold like a grudge against any of the adults in my life that, you know, didn't do anything like, you know, fucking they, they had shit going on too. like my, like my parents, like, I mean, my, my dad sucks. Fuck my dad. But my my mom, she was like dealing with being married to my dad at the time. So I I don't have any like anger or ill will toward her for like not knowing what to do with me. Like that wasn't her fault. You know, it was right. just like a, a series of unfortunate circumstances that just kind of built up and left me there but i'm out of it now so we're cool that's good that's good that's good 
I feel like we've covered so much. It's been about over an hour. I usually yeah. the episodes too. <laughs> um, what do either of you have any sort of like closing thoughts, any last minute, you know, I mean, we don't have, we can keep going longer if you have. Um, Remy, do you have anything? Um, it's been me yapping the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, like rolling back to, you know, being a trans man and like identifying as Fujoshi and the exploration of BL and things like that. Uh, my one of my biggest thoughts is in in like online fan spaces and just kind of things that enter my purview. I get really disheartened when I see uh, younger trans masculine and, and trans men that take this really antagonistic position towards you know anyone that would classify themselves as fujoshi or take a certain approach to like m slash m relationships and things like that and they're like oh you're you're a fetishist and you know this is a bad thing and it's terrible you're a bad person da 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 and i'm like well you're completely discounting the reasons why people kind of engage with uh you know, media with male relationships mm -hmm. with each other, even if it's the, the person who is engaged with it is in fact a cis woman, a like cis heterosexual woman. I think that anyone should be allowed to explore those themes and as, how they relate to themselves as a person. Because um, again, here's the thing when I got into BL, for all intents and purposes at the time i considered myself a cisgendered heterosexual girl that's what i knew myself mm -hmm. to be at the time so you know or that person then now like if i were a teenager growing up now and seeing that discourse uh going around now how would that have affected me in my journey to being the trans man that I am today, like would that have completely discouraged me, and I would have just like sat with those feelings for many more years uh what what would have happened if I were to experience that as that person now and 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 it again, it disheartens me to see all of that vitriol aimed at people that way because i'm like whose journey are you affecting by attacking them like this and treating them this poorly because the, all of these like women that you're saying are these bad people that are fetishizing male relationships and oh gay men would be disgusted by you and da 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 it's like and i've literally they... never met a single gay man who that like, cares shit <laughs> like i'm sure they're out there but like Usually the gay men that, like, care that much are also, like, very transphobic. Yes. So <laughs> I don't really care what they have to say. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, I see within that same space uh, when it is, you know, it's mostly, it's, it's kind of a very transphobic rhetoric to be, like, it's only cis women that are doing this and they're yeah. bad. Yeah. And then if it is a trans man that's into it, it's like, oh, well, you're fetishizing yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or other, you know, gay men. Yeah. It, it it they're not seeing that oh dude that, that's a whole other discussion though yes. is like people accusing trans people of fetishizing themselves yes. and i will bite a chunk out of your leg just fuck up <laughs> right it's i mean it, it happens to all of us right mm -hmm. it's like 
I, I don't know. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to like? What 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 the fuck do you think like having self confidence sexually literally, is? Literally, like yeah. enjoying yourself. Like, like are you just like going to like like? Am I just supposed to like feel terrible myself when I'm having sex? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let me let me get into myself, right? Yeah. Exactly. And it's like for for me, um, as the person that I am now. Part of my engagement with like M slash M, uh, like art and media and this and that is that exploration and celebration of finding the person that I, I wanted to be in the end and still finding new ways to explore that person that I found that I am. Um, and it, it to see them be that way and also discredit the people like me who found their identity by being a fujoshi basically uh is I, i'm insulted by that because i'm like who do you think you are who who are you mm-hmm. who do you think that you are that you can tell me that the way that i found who i am is bad yeah. and wrong and then i'm like what do you enjoy <laughs> what and also you like why why is there it's like there's okay so there seems to be this assumption that, like, as a trans man who, like, discovered my identity that way, there's, it's like there's this assumption that upon interacting with any cis gay man, I'm gonna run up and be like, I like yaoi, are you yaoi in real life? Like, I'm not gonna fucking do that. It's like, <laughs> it's a part of my identity that, like, that's what led me to being who I am today, but I'm not yes. gonna run around like yelling about it in the faces of like other gay men. Why the fuck yes. would I do that? It's like that's fucking weird. <laughs> it's like that seems to be what people assume that quote unquote like Fujoshi mm-hmm. do, which is fucking weird. Who the mm-hmm. fuck does that? <laughs> and then on top of that, on top of that, you know, besides also coming off very transphobic in the whole like oh for joshi bad it's also <laughs> kind of uh racist because they the the title of for joshi has if you are not like a japanese woman saying fujoshi are bad you are <laughs> you're like taking on the role of like you know cis men that use this as a pejorative for these women or who knows how these people identified at the time there's like nuance to the term fujoshi for sure like there there is a very like misogynistic nuance to it that people ignore yeah yes yeah so for you know women or who knows where their identities lied then or now that we're making you know know, bl and and doujinshi and things like that Mm -hmm. uh like shipping doujinshi to be like yeah that's a bad title for these people that you know reclaimed it and we're like yeah i'm fujoshi this is who i am and this is what i like this is you know you're reclaiming what was essentially a slur <laughs> you're saying this is me and you can call me that but i don't care because i know who i am and i know what i like and that's not going to discourage me from being the person that i am mm-hmm. and yeah some of the themes in these things are very dark and they're very heavy and they're you know but who cares? <laughs> Truly, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Like, simply don't. Why does any of this matter? You yeah. know, like people are dying, Kim. <laughs> you know, but for real, like I, I don't know. Like my my basic take on it is like, how does any of this like actually matter when like 
I don't think the politicians who are trying to like exterminate us from the earth, I don't think they know what a Fujoshi is, so why does this fucking matter? <laughs> right. <clears throat> like, to a certain extent, I think absolutely, like, you know, keeping our own community safe and in check, that's important, yes. But the sort of like the intense scrutinization of all these like little micro labels. Like, I don't, I don't know how that benefits anybody. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it does either. I mean, yeah, like, I think it's this sort of like, and I mean, like, yeah, as I sort of said, as becoming a woman and having to sort of like renegotiate my own sort of, I guess, like investments in M slash M stuff and think about like what it means for me personally, like removing myself from direct participation and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just glad that fag hag is a thing. (laughs) Um, That was a thing? Like being a fag hag. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or like, you know, like lesbians and gay men can, there's, there's, you know, solidarity. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that there is solidarity across the sort of general continuum of queerness. Because, Mm -hmm. Um, I do love gay men, and um, yeah, I, I love I love all of them. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that those are some some good notes to leave on. Unless, again, like offer up any final any more final thoughts. I don't want us to go on another tangent again. So, <laughs> so basically, like, closing yeah. thoughts. Um, Gender. Gender, yeah. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Gender, everyone stop fighting. Go throw a brick at a politician. That's what matters. Make things you think are hot and sexy. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. I heard the Republican Party is full of Fujoshi, so let's all go throw bricks at them. <laughs> Have fun, be yourself. Yeah, I heard they read like bad, fa- bad fan fiction or whatever, so let's go throw Molotov cocktails at their houses or oh, whatever you want. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, Mitch McConnell ships. Um, yeah, Mitch McConnell is very pro ship. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been lovely. This was a good talk. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. What's the what's the command to end this? Fuck. <laughs>